You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It is Thursday, October 4th. 2018 Penn State is in the midst of its bye week coming off a loss against Ohio State prepping for a 3:30 homecoming game against Michigan State next week bye week I, I, I do think comes at a good time for Penn State that was one of our questions we discussed earlier this week uh, and the more I think about it the more I think that it's it's good especially with the way the schedule the schedule is in the in the second half. I think it's nice for Penn State to get a break. I think it's nice for Penn State fans to get a break after the uh, the emotional toll. I know that's not really important, but still, to not have to worry about things for for a, a week is pretty nice. I think everyone would agree with that. And uh, just sit back and have a Saturday to yourself, watch some other college football, or don't watch football at all. It's nice. But we're going to keep discussing things. There are still plenty of things going on around this program. We are going to discuss them. We'll have two more shows this week, and then we'll have another full week next week to get you ready from Michigan State. On today's show, we're going to be joined uh, pretty much right off the bat here by Steve Petrella. He is the college football editor at the Action Network, covers betting, uh, gambling, sports gambling. Uh, We'll get into how Penn State's odds have shifted negatively, of course, for uh, both the Big Ten title and the national title. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll also get into Trace McSorley's Heisman odds, and uh, Steve will have some picks, uh, his, some of his favorite picks for this week for for all you all you gamblers out there who are looking for a little a little advice on maybe who to who to put some money on, try to win some money on this week. Steve has you covered. Uh, we'll also check in on Penn State's recruiting class, its 2019 recruiting class. At the end of the show, uh, Penn State did get a commitment this week, so that worked out there. Big recruiting weekend too for Penn State. James Franklin uh, and the staff are don't have a game to worry about of their own this weekend. So they're going to be out and about all over the place uh, with talking to recruits and and potential recruits throughout the weekend. So we'll get you caught up there on today's show. Quickly, before we get into that, uh, just a reminder that you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts. We are now also on Spotify. So however you want to get your podcast, you can find Locked On Nittany Lions there. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get it, because you will get a fresh episode each weekday during the 2018 season here, so you don't want to miss out on anything. Uh, also, leave us a rating and review while you're there. That is great for us, and it helps us, uh, other Penn State fans and other college football fans, find the show, so that is greatly appreciated. If you missed any of our discussion uh, about Ohio State, we had John McGonigal of the Center Daily Times on Monday's show. Audrey Snyder of The Athletic was on Tuesday's show. We recapped the Ohio State game in great detail on both of those shows. And then also on Wednesday, uh, I kind of took a look about how Penn State can still weave its way into the college football playoff and why that's not really that far out of the question, even after that tough loss to Ohio State. So if you missed any of those shows, highly recommend going back and checking them out. Uh, But yeah. We're going to get into our interview with Steve Petrella right here on Locked on Nittany Lines.
All right, I'm happy to be joined now by Steve Petrella. He is the college football editor at the Action Network. Steve, uh, so much, thank you so much for coming back and joining us here. Got it, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so Penn State's uh, the Big Ten title odds aren't aren't looking as good as they were a week ago, or as good as they were with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter on Saturday night. Uh, so, what can you tell us about where the odds stand in the Big Ten? And I'm I'm assuming they're heavily shifted in the Buckeyes' favor here. Yeah, Penn State's down to the uh, the fifth betting choice to win the conference and and fourth in the uh, Big Ten East. Uh, mm-hmm. Ohio State's the odds-on favorite, uh, meaning that they have a, a greater than fifty percent chance of of winning the conference based on what the odds are telling us. Um, then behind them, you got Wisconsin and Michigan around four to one, Michigan State at ten to one, and then uh, you know Penn State at fifteen to one. So. Really, I mean, it just it comes down to results. Like Ohio State has a result against Penn State. They had, now have a tiebreaker over Penn State, whereas uh, they haven't played Michigan or Michigan State yet, um, and they don't have that leg up. They have that leg up in theory because they'll be, you know, a, a, at least a touchdown favorite in both those games. But, um, but yeah, just the the result has really, you know, pushed Penn State behind the eight ball, and um, it's going to take uh, uh, some very very good fortune uh, for the Nittany Lions to uh, win the Big Ten. It is uh, it is pretty unlikely at this point. Yeah, but Ohio State, I mean, that number seems pretty big for, and, and they are probably the most talented team in the conference, but they still have to play Michigan State on the road, Michigan at home, and then beat, uh, beat assuming it's Wisconsin, who wins the Big Ten West every year, in the Big Ten title game on a neutral field. Does that number seem a little a little low or a little high to you like uh, that Ohio state's a maybe too heavy of a favorite after that one. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, it's, it's probably a appropriate um, in just like an anecdotal sense. Like, yeah, they're, they're probably going to win the big 10. Um, but from a numbers perspective, like if you sort of combine the odds that they uh, win all three of those games, um, you are basically getting a worse price than the um, the price you're laying on them to win the conference and to win the conference, they probably need to win um, to win all those games. So um, I wouldn't recommend it's minus one seventy five, which means you know you're laying uh, seventeen fifty to win ten dollars um, at that price. I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense uh, just from a from a numbers perspective right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked about it on yesterday's show. Uh, ESPN's playoff predictor has Penn State still has the has the seventh best chances of making the playoff out of any team in college football, which seemed a little bit high to me. They are lower in at least odds to win the college football title. Penn State's a little bit lower there. Where are their odds at after Saturday's loss? Yeah, so they're, um, depending on the site where you're looking, they're around 45 to 1. Um, that would make them the 10th betting choice. Um, and, it, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I think – it's going to take so much for them to get there. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at the teams behind them, um, a lot of them also have won losses. So Auburn, yeah. uh, Wisconsin, Miami, uh, Stanford, Texas, Michigan State, um, Central Florida, the playoff is just not designed to allow Central Florida yeah, right. to, to get in. Um so if you look at Penn State around forty-five to one, LSU, uh, pretty similar price. Price. Uh, I'm so out on LSU. I've been betting against them all year, but they haven't lost. Um, they certainly control their own destiny, and 
Uh, you know, the odds of them even winning the SEC West are, are long, but, um, right. you know, if you believe that they have a chance to win that game against Alabama, uh, then, you know, they're a serious playoff contender. So um, I, th I think this a little bit speaks to, uh, you know, oddsmakers respecting uh, Penn State as a team and um, respecting their potential to, to run the table and put themselves in, in a position to make the playoff. Um, you know, certainly unlikely, but um, there are some chips that could fall and, and you know, it's, it's certainly possible. Right. Like as, as funny as it is, like their chances to make the playoff are probably better than their chances to win the Big Ten, just given yeah. you think Ohio State probably, if they lose once, Penn State still doesn't get in there. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time, a weird time for those those numbers right now. Um, just sort of how the, the the committee is like shaped its decision making, and um, you know, with so few games and the, and the tiebreakers and everything, it sort of creates this this weird scenario. I, I think Penn State's best bet is uh, they all, you know, sneak into Wisconsin's locker room for the Big Ten title game and like, you know, distract them and like, you know put on the Wisconsin uniform and then go out and beat Ohio state and then rip off their helmets at the end and say, Oh, it's us Penn state. You got to yeah. put us in the, you got to put us in the college football playoff. Now. I think the committee would respect that. <laughs> I'm not, I'll, I'll write James Franklin a note and just be like, you know, let's if in, if we are here in a couple weeks, maybe, maybe well, that's the best choice. Would Franklin, would Paul Chris be coaching? Uh, <laughs> Franklin would be, he'd be in a Paul Chris mask. Oh man, those those two couldn't be more different. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would be. He would need like a, a very very highly trained makeup artist. Whoever did like Christian Bale to look like Dick Cheney, we're gonna okay. hire the same the same person's gonna do. Yeah, James Franklin well, makeup. The revenue you'll make back from from getting in the playoff will will offset that. So. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. You gotta open up the wallet awesome. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Trace McSorley uh, also probably won't win the Heisman. Uh, he had, I mean, he had a hell of a game on Saturday night, but his Heisman odds are still, they got longer after losing, and he's still, there's a huge gap. Well, there's a huge gap, it seems, between Tua Tagliovia of Alabama and the rest of the field, and then there's another gap between a couple quarterbacks like Dwayne Haskins, and I think Will Greer's in there, and another gap between him and uh, Trace McSorley. So where are the odds on uh, for the Heisman right now? Yeah, so it's really two is race to lose. Um, and what we've kind of been saying all all year is, you know, will he be able to put up the um, like the raw numbers uh, to win the award? And I, I don't really think that matters at this point. Like he's been just so good and so efficient, and people know that they're blowing everybody out. So that's why he's not accumulating those numbers. It's because he is so good in the first two three quarters when he even has to play three quarters. Um, but, you know, the way the market's setting up right now, it, it's it's two is the race to lose. He's the odds-on favorite. And then behind him are uh, Will Greer from West Virginia, Kyler Murray from Oklahoma, and uh, Haskins from Ohio State. And they're all around the four-to-one range. So um, they're all kind of primed to make the jump if something were to happen to Tua or he were to, um, he were to falter. And, I mean, Greer and, and Murray especially, like their raw numbers are just insane. Um, Oklahoma's offense – in a lot of ways this year has been even better than it was last year with Baker Mayfield. So um, I wouldn't discount Kyler Murray. Um, certainly not something I'm, I'm interested in betting on, but um, 
certainly wouldn't discount him. And uh, McSorley, yeah, like you said, he's he's pretty much out of the race. Um, if Penn State wins that game on Saturday, uh, the narrative's a little different, and yeah. not a little different. It's entirely different. Um, they're in the driver's seat to win the conference, um, at least the Big Ten East, and and he's kind of the hero. Um, not that anybody thinks less of him for that performance. It's just that's just how the perception of this award goes. So um, yeah, unfortunately, he will not be. Uh, he will not be competing for. Oh, I shouldn't say not competing, but he will not be. Uh, he'll not be winning the Heisman Trophy this year. Yeah, we are with Steve Petrella from the Action Network. We have to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, Steve's going to give some of his best bets for Week Six of college football. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. I want to tell Locked On Nittany Lions listeners about Vivid Seats. If you're looking for Penn State tickets this season, or looking for tickets to any sporting event, concert, or show, I highly recommend using Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is a special offer for Locked On Nittany Lions listeners. New users can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more by using the promo code LOCKEDON when they make their first purchase. So go to the App Store or Google Play, download Vivid Seats, and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase of Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer with Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lines. We are still joined by Steve Petrella from the Action Network. He is the college football editor there. Steve, I know uh, every week you like to share some of your favorite picks for the week here. And uh, what do you have your eyes on in uh, week six of the college football slate? Yeah, so uh, decent decent week of games. Um, but uh, as usual, I'm going uh, to some weird ones. Um, so the the under in uh, near uh, the Navy Air Force um, is one I'm interested in. The unders in games between service academies are 30 and eight in their last 38 games. Um, wow. They, they just, they can't set the lines low enough. Um, I, I don't think they make enough of an adjustment for the familiarity that these teams have with not only each other, but with uh, the triple option. So um, I don't know what goes on in those, you know, those meetings and stuff, but um, the offensive coaches know how to teach the defensive coaches how to shut it down, I guess. Um, so those are pretty much – those unders are pretty much just an autoplay uh, for me at, at this point. Um, you know, sometimes – it won't work out sometimes, but um, until it, you know that trend really bucks, uh, I'll stick with that. Um, I think there's a – I could make a joke about like a submarine or something, but I'm going to refrain. I'm not. I'm not going to do that about Navy going about, under. Uh, I saw a joke about uh, Air Force uh, should be good at throwing the ball because um, air and they stuff. would be an air and air, air, yeah, air they're force. more of a ground force, huh? Um, they're a little bit more of a ground force. Um, so there's a lot out there uh, in terms of jokes for that 
Uh, we'll keep workshopping. We'll, we'll keep going. Um, another one I like is the under in Michigan, Maryland. Um, mm. Michigan really hasn't uh, done anything of, of note against uh, even a, a quality, quality <laughs> the right word. They're not playing SMU or Western Michigan this week. Um, right. They haven't proven that they can do much against, uh, against a semblance of a decent defense. Um, I think Maryland's defense is, is a little bit better than uh, people give it credit for. Um, look at some of the advanced numbers there, uh, top half of the FBS, uh, and efficiency and limiting big plays. Um, their special teams is excellent, uh, which, which I always like when, when betting an under, uh, great punter. Um, mm. that's, that's always a big plus for me. And then the wind as well. Um, so there's, there's going to be some wind, uh, this weekend and, and, uh, you can, Check out some of the, the data we have on uh, Sports Insights, which is one of our sites. But um, if you have winds of at least 15 miles an hour, uh, the under hits at a rate of over 60%. Um, oh, that's fascinating. Sure. Yeah, not quite sure if the um, uh, the winds are going to get that high, but kind of monitor it as as we get close to game time. Um, especially if the wind if the wind is blowing across the field, um, becomes really hard to throw the ball. Um, and, and wind has a, a much higher correlation with um, overs and unders than uh, rain because rain kind mm. of affects uh, defenses slipping and, and offenses slipping. Um, but wind sort of directly affects the passing game and really, uh, really limits that. So um, that's another one I'm interested in. And then uh, last one, I got to do it. I don't want to, but. Uh, probably going to end up taking Rutgers. Uh, right. five. Uh, Illinois should not be a five-point road favorite against anyone ever yeah. um, any in yeah. any circumstance. Uh, so I, 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 liked, I liked what Chris Ash did last year. Um, I, I, I bet on Rutgers a handful of times last year um, with moderate success. Um, obviously they've, they've been much, much worse than they were last year, uh, in mm-hmm. 2018, but I think at, at this price, um, God kills me, but I think I'm going to go with the Scarlet Knights. Yeah. Well, it looks like it, according to your site here, it, Illinois only opened as a one and a half point favorite, but people are, people are really trashing Rutgers or loving the Illini or something like that. It's up to five points. I weirdly don't blame them, but also, <laughs> Why are, they're just help, they're helping you out. You know, yeah. Rutgers is gonna, Rutgers is going to lose that game by four, and you'll look like a genius. <laughs> like why? Good for them, but but why? There's just so many other games. I don't know why we do this to ourselves. Well, you got the they have the helmets with uh, they got New Jersey on there, so you know maybe they'll maybe that might be worth a couple points alone right there. Pride. There you go. All right, Steve Petrella from the Action Network. Thank you as always. Best of luck this weekend. We'll talk to you again soon. Got it, man. Enjoy the games. Thanks, buddy. All right. Welcome back to Locked on Nittany Lions. I want to close out today's show with just a quick recruiting update about where things stand for Penn State's 2019 recruiting class. 
Uh, there was some good news for Penn State this week. Uh, the Nittany Lions did beat Ohio State, at least on the recruiting trail, by landing four-star tight end Brenton Strange. Strange is from Parkersburg, West Virginia. He is he's 6'5", 6'5", 210, so that's a great target no matter who ends up throwing the ball at Penn State. Huge kid, uh, one of the top 20 tight ends in the country. Number three recruit from West Virginia, according to the 247 Sports Composite Rankings. Uh, he had offers from uh, a few different teams, but he was kind of basically down to either Penn State or Ohio State. So that's a nice get for Penn State and, and to add a position where uh, they've recruited well for the past couple of years and have you've seen that pay off with Pat Fryermuth out, right out there and also have Christian Kuntz uh, in the program. So Brenton Strange will give them some more talent and more depth at tight end. So it is weird to talk about recruiting this this early. It feels like it's early, but we're actually just about a little more than two months away from the early signing period, something that started last year. So now 2019 commitments can sign their letters of intent in December. So we're not far away from Penn State and uh, that happening in college football. Penn State is uh, currently has 17 verbal commits in this 2019 class. That ranks 12th in the nation and third in the Big Ten. Penn State, of course, had a top five recruiting class last year in 2018, the best one that James Franklin's has, and maybe uh, the most talented recruiting class Penn State has ever had. But this one's also very solid. Uh, the top commit, the top rated commit right now is five-star linebacker Brandon Smith. He is from Virginia. Uh, he is ranked at the number 27 player in the 247 Sports Composite Rankings. Definitely will give Penn State some depth at a position where it could use it. And you kind of imagine him and Cam Brown and Micah Parsons and Jesse Lukita all lining up together. And, and that could be could really turn Penn State back into linebacker U there. They also have another super talented running back in Devin Ford, who's from Virginia. Uh, he is a four-star recruit, but also number uh, number four running back in the class. This is a very loaded class. I mean, they have... Most of these guys, almost everyone in the class is ranked in the top 300, 350. Uh, they, they have some some local kids. They have Joey Porter Jr., big name from Pennsylvania. They also have Keaton Ellis, who's a really speedy cornerback, and he plays at State College, State College High School. So they've done, uh, James Franklin and staff done a good job getting a lot of guys from, they only have three players from Pennsylvania, uh, but they have, so many other guys from Connecticut and from Delaware and from West Virginia and from Virginia that they're they're doing what James Franklin wants to do and that's recruit in that five or six hour radius outside of State College. So that is a positive. It's another big recruiting weekend for Penn State. Uh, they're going to go out, uh, really hit the recruiting trail hard this weekend. James Franklin and his staff will be out at a lot of high school games with Penn State on its bye week. So it's shaping up to be another top, possibly another top ten class, probably at least in the top 12 or 15 and uh, is just going to load up with town again and continue that trend that James Franklin has has started for Penn State in the last couple of years and, and to get them more talent on this roster. So certainly positive developments there. Again, Brenton Strange, the tight end from West Virginia is the latest Penn State commit. He made his verbal commitment on Monday night. So that is positive news for Penn State after that tough loss against Ohio State. And uh, it should be good for this team. I mean, it, it's this program is moving in the right direction, though it, you know, as James Franklin said, not an elite program yet, but they're doing things on the recruiting trail to get them there, get them over that hump. 
So there is our recruiting update. We'll get more into recruiting stuff uh, kind of as we inch closer to that December early signing period. We'll talk to some people, some experts, and we'll get some recruits on the show as well to talk about Penn State and where they are as a program recruiting and why why they are doing so well. Uh, because it's been a thing that James Franklin has done, probably the best thing he's done at Penn State has been able to bring in very, very talented players. All right, so that is our recruiting update for this week, and that will do it for this episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you, as always, for listening. Again, if you've missed any shows from earlier this week, we kind of recapped the Ohio State game on both Monday and Tuesday. I really unpacked a lot of different elements about that game and what it means for Penn State moving forward. So I highly recommend going back and checking out those shows if you haven't already. We'll also have a show on a new show on Friday, and then we will, of course, will have a full week of shows next week to get you ready for when Penn State gets back on the field against Michigan State on October 13th. So be on the lookout for those. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lines wherever you get the podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. You can follow me on Twitter at Spianovich. You can also find us on Facebook and reach the show on email. It is LockedOnNittanyLines at gmail.com. So thank you for everyone who listens. We appreciate all the feedback we get. We will be back on with a new show on Friday. I'll talk to you then.